Welcome, everybody, from all around the world. Welcome to this podcast, Escaping the Entanglements of Our Lives. You got yours, and I've got mine. I'm your host. I'm Dolphus Cube. I'm the originator and the creator of this podcast. It was inspired by Toastmasters Project. And I want to pause and I want to give a warm welcome to any Toastmasters who are listening. And I hope there are a few. (laughs) Our lives, yours and mine, are easily entangled with things. Both real and imaginary. Now, some of those entanglements are good, some of them are bad, and some of them are just downright ugly. And some of those entanglements we have to learn to, we have to learn to deal with. We have to accept the uh, limitation. Well, I was, well, I was born blind. Well, I was born without legs. Well, I was, well, I was born this way. But I maintain that it's possible to to escape our entanglements, to escape any entanglements, to to lay that burden down. To lay that burden down. I mean myself, this podcast, as you know, is about escaping one of my entanglements, that of wanting to be a writer. And so I've taken the bull right by the horns. (laughs) And sometimes you have to confront those entanglements head on. You know what I mean? (laughs) How are you dealing with your entanglements? How are you making it through the day? How are you making it through your life and that to me that's the most important thing to people all around the world how are you making it through your life are you happy are you enjoying it are the entanglements simply too much <laughs> You can reach me at DolphusQ at Yahoo.com or QDolphus at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know how you are dealing with your entanglements. How are you escaping? And of course, 
for many of you, this podcast will be an escape. <laughs> and it will set you free from those entanglements, at least for a while. And sometimes a breath of fresh air makes all the difference. <laughs> well, as the walrus said, the time has come. The time has come for the reading of the word. Episode 19, chapter 19, a different kind of satisfaction, July 2nd, 1982, underline, in approximately 15 minutes a new day will dawn and my birthday will be over and done until the next second day of July appears on the calendar. It has been a great day considering the circumstances, but nothing spectacular. A card in the mail, a few well wishes from folks on the job, and a joint from Pamela before she clocked out. I am not 100% happy with all that is going on in my life at this point on the timeline, but I refuse to complain mainly because I don't know to whom to direct my complaints. Certainly not God who has extended too much mercy towards me to grumble because my life isn't storybook perfect. Therefore, I have resolved to go with the flow and be grateful. I am thankful that Pamela and I are together again. I am grateful that God has given me a second chance with her, a second chance to prove I am worthy. I am in love with her again, but not as I once was. Whereas my love was once fueled by hot, passionate desire for her flesh, it is now fueled by an honest desire for holy matrimony. My mind is replete with guilt at the way I ended our former affair. But in all honesty, ignorance is my excuse. I did not know what God had ordained and foolishly ripped asunder what God had rendered. I fell farther from grace than David or King Solomon. And now I patiently pay penance for disobedience. July 31st, underline. Dear Pamela, 
I am running over with joy now that God has allowed me to hold your precious body in my arms once more. This may be God's way of testing me. But if it is, I assure you I shall pass it with an A+. I'm thrilled just being around you. I'm delighted with every word that proceeds from your mouth. Sometimes I believe God created you just for me. When I think about the route I had to travel to reach your arms, I shake my head in wonder, knowing I didn't do it without the help of God. It has been a long uphill journey, but now I believe I'm nearing the top. And if I hold on, I believe you and I will be joined together as one at the summit. I see us as two vines twisting together in an intricate knot which shall never be pulled apart. I realize that I never stopped being in love with you. I thought I had, and my behavior suggested I had. But a place hidden in my heart has revealed that I was in error. What shook me to my senses and finally opened my eyes was the fight between you and Bojack. What you told me was horrible. I could have lost you to the blade of a three-inch pocket knife. Someone said you don't miss your water until you well run dry. That horrible incident changed my view with the love, Dolphus. August 4th, underline. I spent most of yesterday with Pamela. I enjoyed every minute, each tick of the clock. I am firmly convinced that she is my soulmate, the woman chosen not by chance, but by God solely for me. I fall to my knees and give thanks to God for this <laughs> blessing. God, in your tender mercy, I ask for the removal of the blockage that prevents the consummation of our love affair. I pledge to become a paragon of righteousness if this happens. My mind is confused at times. I feel that I am being tested at times. I think I have lost the power to be intimate with a woman. I know only three things for sure. I love Pamela. She is married, and I'm in violation of the seventh commandment. But didn't David violate that same commandment and receive mercy? I don't see an obstacle, only a period of patiently waiting. I must do thus until God deems me worthy. I had a dream the other night that Pamela and I were lying in bed, and she was telling me of a dream she had the night before. She dreamed that we were sealed by the church of love and would be together for all eternity. The dream ended with me 
woke and staring up at a white ceiling hidden by darkness. I tried to analyze both dreams, her dream within mine. The court of love had sealed us. The court's action consecrated our illicit affair. I smiled at this undeniable truth as I prayed for a renewal of my powers to satisfy our fleshly desires. August 6th. Dear Pamela, I'm going over each enjoyable minute we shared last night. They were mystical and shrouded in sacredness. The thought of you being nowhere on the conscious level of my mind, to be honest, I was worried about running out of gas and stopped at the closest station. But my heart shouted for joy when you appeared like a holy angel. I'm deeply in love with you, deeper than before, if such death is possible. I shall never surrender my hope for happiness. I feel God ordained our relationship. I'm grateful to God for granting our backseat rendezvous. The song on the radio was highly appropriate. Daddy's home, not a million miles away. Home is where the heart is. And last night, my home, my, <laughs> my heart <laughs> was with you. Love you madly, Dolphus. August 15. I spent the weekend with Pamela. It had the makings of two days in paradise, but everything went according to Murphy's Law. And now I'm wondering about it all, trying to rationalize a positive spin, desperately trying to put a deeper meaning into what went wrong over the weekend. It is fair to write that God works in ways that are wondrous to mankind in way, and in ways that are different from the ways of man. But if what happened was God's way of bestowing love upon me, it was akin to punishment for my sins. I don't understand why I'm not erotically aroused by Pamela's flesh. Yet I so desperately want her flesh until I'm satisfied by sight and smooth, soothed by its touch. I'm satisfied, but it is a different kind of satisfaction. While she says nothing of my failure to satisfy her flesh, I feel each of my failures denies her the satisfaction she so desperately crave. Sadly, to paraphrase the Rolling Stones, I can't get no, no erection. And I have tried, tried, tried. And thus we come to the end of our episode. I ask all my listeners all around the world to please join me next Thursday for another episode of Escaping the Entanglements of Our Lives. Goodbye, everybody, and have a blessed day tomorrow.